This is the Crypto Valley Podcast. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Crypto Valley Podcast. And my name is RK. Today is Friday, June 19th, 2020. And I'm very, very excited for another episode. And let's start by mentioning that we explore the history of money on this podcast and we explore it from its very inception all the way to its current state and most importantly, its future. We also discuss how the financial system illusions investors and consumers and how you can exit and obtain your financial interdependence. So if you are someone who has average to no experience in finance and would like to take control of your financial future instead of trusting a banker or advisor, then this podcast is exactly for you. And guys, if you enjoy this content, kindly leave us a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your loved ones, with colleagues, with anybody who you think that this podcast may help to take control of their finance. Today is going to be the second part of our previous episode, which is going to try to answer as easily to understand the question, the big question many, many, many people have and still don't can or still can't get their head around is what is Bitcoin and what is it practically? Not necessarily what it is, uh, what it is technically, but what is it practically? And I'm going to try my best to keep this to a, a very, very simple term as possible. And the very reason we started this podcast by explaining the history of money and what money has become is exactly because we would like to answer this question as understandable as possible. Because without that knowledge, it's very difficult to get your head around Bitcoin and what it is. Because it basically puts the entire concept of what we are used to money because it's a value that we communicate with on a daily basis and it gives it a completely different paradigm. You know, when you are in New York City and you are using the map of Detroit, it's very hard for you to find your way. So you need to have the right map in order to understand where you need to go. And this is why we had the first few episodes in order for you to have this paradigm of what money is and in order to get this concept understood as uh, effective as possible. So today we are going to focus on a few other aspects of Bitcoin that we didn't talk about in the last episode. And this is going to be namely 
the durability, recognizability, fungibility, divisibility, and the peer-to-peer -peer nature of Bitcoin, very specifically, last time we just briefly talked about it, and if we have enough time, we also going to talk about the scarcity, the most amazing thing about Bitcoin is its scarcity. It's, it's, it's really, really, really interesting. So if we have enough time, we're going to discuss that as well. Otherwise, there's going to be a third part to this question, to this uh, series of um, episodes about this particular question. And we're going to take it from there. So let me once again read you the complete explanation of what I already mentioned in the last episode, what Bitcoin is. And um, I think it's good to have this in mind. And then we can talk about the specific missing parts that we didn't talk about in the last episode. So a fungible, durable, digitally recognizable, highly divisible, internationally transferable, open source, peer-to-peer, decentralized, permissionless, trustless, censorship-resistant, borderless, most secure, and highly transparent, hard-cap, scarce digital asset. Okay, so let's talk about the durability of uh, this type of money. So as we talked about in our previous episodes, we have basically moved from hard assets, tangible assets, such as barter being salt, being seashells, being feather, being animals, anything you can touch to precious metals and later on paper money and after that electronic money and now we are moving into network money and many people wonder how is that durable because I know gold has always existed will always still exist even if we disappear exactly that's true but this type of money namely network money uh, sorry, network money came after plastic money. I always like to use Andrea's expression of moving from uh, tangible assets to uh, electronic money, then plastic money, and now network money. So why is this durable? Very simply, it is durable as long as we have electricity, we have the internet, and we know about Bitcoin. So in order to destroy it, in order to make it basically vanish from the face of the planet, you would have to turn off the entire globe's electricity and you would have to shut down the internet and you would have to somehow manage to make people forget about Bitcoin. So uh, this, is, uh, this is how durable Bitcoin is. Um, 
Yeah, I find it quite funny because uh, that's literally impossible. Unless we all disappear and that's fine. If we don't exist, we don't need money, so it's fine if 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 it if it doesn't stay any longer on this planet. Anyways, even if there is no electricity, I want to make that point. It does not mean that the bitcoins we had will disappear. Because once electricity is back online, uh, in worst case scenario, for whatever reason, you know, you never know, uh, the bitcoins are still stored in the same address on the blockchain and you will still be able to access it as long as you have your private key and we get into private keys and public keys. This is not part of this episode, but as long as you have your key to your wallet, you will be able to access it. So it is very much durable, as durable as gold is for the purpose of um, using it as money. So now recognizability. Why is it recognizable? You remember I explained in the past episode that there is basically this giant network of computers just like the internet and there is a chain of communication between these uh, computers and the only difference with Bitcoin is compared to the internet actually we also transfer data I mean this is nothing different than just transmitting data from one computer to another computer. However, because we, because of its encryption and because of its consensus rules and its protocol, you are basically communicating in this layer of network a specific protocol language and because everybody is talking you remember this is I think from episode two or three we talked about euro being a language or the US dollar being a language this is nothing different Bitcoin as a currency or as uh, as a form of payment is also a language and as long as you are speaking Bitcoin, you are going to be recognized. And therefore, you can distinguish if somebody is talking Bitcoin or if somebody is cheating and is trying to counterfeit or copy it uh, by just saying that he is communicating Bitcoin, but because we can see the ledger, because it's a public ledger, because it's completely transparent and everybody has access to it, we know for sure if somebody is cheating, he is immediately exposed because we can see in the, tra in the entire record of the blockchain, we can see that he never received those Bitcoins that he is basically trying to uh, say that he is owning. So you have to basically have more computing power than the entire network in order to fake something or cheat the network or whatever. Uh, 
And even though it is theoretically possible to cheat the network, just theoretically, it would take you billions of dollars and a huge amount of um, communication uh, consensus with all the others. You, you basically have to get the entire network of computers on your side in order to convince them to uh, cheat the entire system. So it is, even though in theory possible, it is practically and financially not feasible or not uh, worth it. Okay, so that's also what makes Bitcoin recognizable. Because you cannot cheat the system, everybody immediately knows that you are communicating in Bitcoin. Because everybody can see the history of the entire chain of this ledger is completely transparent. Everybody can see it and everybody knows, hey, this guy is uh, not lying and we recognize that his bitcoins are really owned by him. Okay, so recognizability given. Now, fungibility. Fungibility, you remember from uh, episode one, I believe, we talked about the beautiful fungibility uh, uh, resolution or uh, solution that gold was able to solve uh, when it came to the trade of, for example, barter. So when you trade with barter, you have this fungibility problem because not everything that you are exchanging with something else directly without any medium of exchange, without any intermediary language of currency, not everything is interchangeable or in other words, fungible, that's the same word, uh, is basically giving the exact same value or is interchangeable with something else. I brought and some of the listeners found it quite funny that I was bringing this example of a chicken, but it's true. Imagine if I exchange, if I give you a chicken and you're giving me also a chicken, let's say, but my chicken is sick, you know, and he's very, my chicken is quite thin. So you cannot uh, interchange it. You can, it's not fungible with the exact same chicken that you gave me. So this was solved by gold and it is also solved perfectly with Bitcoin because every single Bitcoin is recognized as mentioned earlier and it is interchangeable with any other Bitcoin. So this is uh, perfectly valid because as long as we have a transaction that is validated by the network, that is visible on the blockchain, you can interchange your coin with any other uh, coin that is also validated throughout the network. So that's the fungibility aspect that is definitely also provided. Now, let's move on to the divisibility aspect. The divisibility of Bitcoin is way better than 
gold and way better even uh, fiat. I was reading that um, yesterday, I think in one article it was mentioned. Um, maybe in the next episode we can uh, talk about that. But uh, they were basically mentioning how divisible actually Bitcoin is, that it's way more divisible than the dollar. Because if you think about the dollar, one dollar is uh, divisible up to a uh, hundred cents, right? That's that's as divisible as dollars can be. However, Bitcoin, or uh, yeah, Bitcoin is uh, very divisible, namely up to the hundred millionth of one coin which is the eighth decimal place of a coin, uh, which is also called Satoshi. That's the name of the creator of Bitcoin. So you can divide basically Bitcoin up to the eighth decimal place, which is 0.0000001. So you can perfectly divided to uh, lots of satoshis that's definitely provided and uh, as the price goes up obviously uh, which is something that uh, is speculative but uh, in my opinion it will uh, but if it does you will see that people are not going to talk about a whole bitcoin anymore Right now, one Bitcoin is around $9,000. But as the price goes up, it becomes obvious that people will start taking uh, Bitcoin not in uh, a whole Bitcoin anymore, but rather in uh, Satoshis. And this will come gradually over the next few years as we progress and as the stock to flow model starts to play out and the price goes higher and higher. So next is the peer-to-peer -peer aspect. We have little time left, let's, let's finish it up. So the peer-to-peer -peer aspect, we discussed about this aspect in the last episode already, but basically, once again, because we are not running the ledger or we are not depending on any intermediary to run our ledger and we are basically running our uh, own account on a public ledger on the network we do not interact with any intermediary in order to transmit a transaction to somebody else. We are communicating thanks to its uh, completely decentralized and completely open source network directly with other counterparties. So the bank or the middleman is completely eliminated in this uh, type of currency. And this means lots of other things you know it doesn't only mean speed this opens up a whole new concept of finance because now i don't need to be even 
a person. I could be anything. I could be a, I could be a robot. I could be an eight-year-old child. I don't have to be 18 to transact with others. I don't have to have documents to have an account. I don't have to basically be liked by somebody according to some rules and regulations of the country I live in. Maybe my country is quite corrupt and I have a dictatorship in my country. And if the government doesn't like me or if my behavior or my uh, social media does not comply with the uh, ideology of my government and I'm being censored, with this type of money, I don't have to prove myself worthy to access my account. It is completely neutral and it is therefore also uh, permissionless. So I don't need to ask anybody in order to access the currency. It's just open source and immediately available. All I need to do is to download on my mobile a wallet and I can, without even putting my name or registering on any platform, I can immediately create an address and I can receive or send Bitcoins over the uh, public network. And the most amazing thing about this peer-to-peer -peer aspect is that there is no business hours. There is no working hours. You can transact on a Sunday evening and there will be a block every 10 minutes just like there is on Monday, on Tuesday or on Christmas or on holidays. It does not matter what time you want to transact. It is completely decentralized and therefore there is no need to wait for anybody to validate your computer because there is no entity but just a network. Exactly the same as the internet is working 24-7, this is also working 24-7. So this is the peer-to-peer -peer aspect and uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, next episode we're gonna take the scarcity, my favorite part of this amazing currency and uh, we're going to deep dive on that subject. Thank you guys for tuning in. I wish you a beautiful weekend. And don't forget, share this podcast with your loved ones. Share this with your friends. Uh, to anybody who you think should be aware of these concepts and should take control of his financial freedom, uh, we would really, really appreciate it. And follow us on Instagram. We are posting every day nice quotes of the most famous influencers in the crypto scene. And we post funny videos about Bitcoin, about anything uh, in this industry. And thank you guys. I see you in the next episode. Take it easy.